0: The Casket of Fictional Delights is pleased to present a new short story, Helicopter, by guest writer Ross Burton. The reader is Richard Hodder. Bernard smiled as the helicopter swooped low over the chimney pots. He could see the whole town in his monitor. He paused to enjoy the view of the sun setting behind the gasworks for a few moments, then remembered his mission. He checked the map in the top corner of the screen and guided the drone towards its target. He soon had the street in his sights and followed the long ridge of the terrace, rotors spinning silently, the motors powering them screened for maximum secrecy, counting the chimney pots until he reached number 17. At just the right moment, he banked the little craft sharply to the right and down. Carefully he followed the roof tiles down, down, over the gutter, and down into the back garden. God, I'm good at this, he thought. Through the camera in the nose cone, he could see lights on in the downstairs windows. Bernard set the machine hovering at head height, ten metres from the back door. Moved his mouse. Little arrow found the red button on the screen. A click, and inside the house, a phone rang. Who's that calling me in the middle of Strictly? Margaret Hodge muted the television, put down her mug of tea and picked up the phone. It was a new phone and she hated it. She peered short-sightedly at the screen, looking for the bit she had to touch to answer it. After a moment she realised that she was holding it upside down. Hello, Margaret Hodge speaking. If you've interrupted my favourite programme to try and sell me some bliddy windows, I'm going to speak to your supervisor.' "'Hello, Mrs. Hodge,' said Bernard. "'This is Amazon. "'Your parcel has arrived and is awaiting uplift. "'It's at your back door.' "'As he spoke, Bernard brought the helicopter and its payload "'down to the path just outside the back door, "'where it settled gently and waited, rotors still. "'Parcel? A waiting uplift? "'How did it get to my back door?' It's one of those drony things, isn't it? But I haven't ordered anything from Amazon. I don't like Amazon. I got a coat from you once. It didn't fit. Well, we've certainly got something for you now, Mrs Hodge, said Bernard with professional good cheer. It's right outside your back door if you'd care to go out and get it. Hurry up, you old batty thought. I've got another five deliveries before I can go home. He checked his other screens. Three of his drones were nearly at their delivery points. He put them into a holding pattern. He had a feeling this delivery was going to take a while. Margaret reached the back door and was staring bayfully out at the little helicopter, which was sitting patiently with its plastic-covered parcel. "'It's raining,' she said into the phone, "'and my tea's getting cold.' "'Can you see the parcel, Margaret? "'Why, why don't you nip out and get it? "'Then we can all get on.' "'Don't you take that tone with me, young man. "'You've interrupted my telly, "'and now you want me to go out into the rain "'and get a parcel I didn't order?' Despite her words, Margaret was pulling on her outdoor shoes and unlocking the door. She approached the machine carefully, expecting it to start turning its little rotors and cut it to shreds at any moment. In his monitor, Bernard saw a small elderly woman in a shapeless orange cardigan and beige trousers edged towards him. She still held the phone to her ear. It's all right, Margaret. It's quite safe. The copter won't start up again until I tell it to, and it won't do that until you're safely back in your house. The parcel isn't connected anymore. You can just pick it up. See, you don't start the bloody thing, young man. I don't trust it. Could take my bloody eye out with these bloody propellers. Don't know why you lot can't just stick things in the post like you used to, when we had a proper post, that is. She leaned down, face suddenly filling the screen. But Bernard had stopped listening. He was leaning forward, peering at the screen. Margaret? Is that you? What's that you say now, you young idiot? Of course it's me. Who else would it be? She picked up the parcel and hurried back inside. Now I've got the bloody parcel, will you take your stupid helicopter off my path and bugger off? Bernard laughed. Now I know it's you, Margaret Middleton. Nobody else could ever swear like you. This is Bernard. Bernard Mead. Bernard Mead from Lakeside Sec. We went through five years of hell together, don't you remember? Bernard Mead? Little Bernie? My word. Fancy that. Well, of course I remember you. How could I forget? But how can it be you? I'm 74. You must be the oldest delivery boy in England. I've been here for ten years. I wanted to retire a while back, but they wouldn't let me. Said I was too important to them. A valued team member. But I reckon they don't want to pay me my pension. They'd rather I just die here, behind me desk cheaper for them you know we don't get our state pension till we're 83 now but never mind that why don't you have a look at your parcel if you didn't order it somebody sent you a present there might be a message (laughs) all right then but i don't know who'd send me a present and i'm missing strictly despite herself she was keen to see what was in the parcel although she wasn't going to admit that to anyone, not even a childhood sweetheart. As she pulled at the sticky tape, her mind travelled back 60 years. She'd always had a thing for Bernie, but he'd been infatuated with Helen Lawson. A tinny voice squawked at her. She'd forgotten Bernard was still there. She put the parcel down and put the phone to her ear. Do you remember Helen Lawson? good-looking girl. I do, I do, lovely lass. Had a bit of a crush on her, truth be told. Only a little one, though. Really fancied someone else. She was always very approachable, was Ellen. Very friendly. Unlike like some people, Bernard said. Margaret paused, the parcel forgotten. Was she unfriendly? Had he taken her no-nonsense approach to life as a sign she didn't like him? She'd always liked him, but he'd seemed so quiet, reserved, while she'd been quite the opposite. She suddenly saw herself with absolute clarity, perhaps for the first time in her life, as other people saw her. She had a flash of what might have been. She bit her lip, and her chin wobbled. You're all right there, Margaret. You've gone very quiet. Not like the Margaret I remember. Margaret took a deep breath. Of course I'm all right, Bernard Mead. Why wouldn't I be? But I'm buggered if I can get into this parcel. She was holding it in her hand, turning it over, looking for an opening. It'll be on the long edge, a black and white strip. You pull it. I see. "'Just let me put the phone down a minute.' Margaret was none the wiser when she saw what was in the parcel. "'A book, green, with a strange picture on the cover. "'It's a funny-looking book,' Bernard heard her say faintly. "'Then Margaret picked up the phone again. "'Someone sent me a book, Bernie. "'It's got a picture of a tomato on the cover. "'Must be a cookbook,' she said. "'Bernard laughed. "'That's not a cookbook.' That's a book about films. The Rotten Tomatoes book of films. One of our bestsellers this year. It tells you all you want to know about the best films ever made, according to Rotten Tomatoes. The films have got a 100% on their website. I don't know about websites. And I've never heard of the Rotten Tomatoes, said Margaret. But there's no message. I wonder who sent me that. Tell you what, Margaret... I'll have a look at the order from here and find out for you. I need to hang up because I've got other work to be getting on with. But I'll definitely phone you back, OK? That'd be lovely, Bernie. But it's been good speaking to you again. Wish we could speak some more. She brightened. Maybe we will. When you phone me back. You will phone me, won't you? You're not just saying. Wild horses couldn't stop me, Margie. Don't you worry. I'll speak to you tomorrow without fail. Margaret felt a catch in the back of her throat. Nobody had called her Margie in sixty years. She sat down in her chair and, ignoring the gyrations of a jitterbugging David Cameron in the Strictly semi-final, opened her book. The next day at three o'clock, Margaret was sitting in her favourite chair by the fire reading her new book. She was up to film number 315, Odd Man Out, a film from 1947 starring James Mason, which she vaguely remembered and now wanted to see again. She started as the doorbell rang. When she opened the door, she saw a small old man in an old-fashioned cloth cap. Bernie? I was expecting you to phone. Come in, come in out the rain. Don't mind if I do, said Bernard? In the hall, he waited for Margaret to close the door, then awkwardly leaned towards her and made to give her a peck on the cheek. ''You were always too polite, Bernard Mead,'' said Margaret, and embraced him in a bear hug. Flustered, he tried to respond, but as ever he didn't know what to do with his hands. ''Come in by the fire and let me get you a cup of tea.'' Margaret bustled into the kitchen and he looked round the small, over-warm room. There was a chair beside the fire, facing what was clearly Margaret's own chair, which had the Rotten Tomatoes book of films lying open on it. He looked at the open page. ''Odd man out!'' he called through the kitchen. ''Now there's a film, a classic!'' Margaret emerged with a tray laden with mugs of tea, milk, sugar, and a plate of chocolate digestive biscuits. ''You like old films then, Bernie?'' Me too. It's a brilliant book. Did you find out who sent it, me? Now, there's the thing, Margie. It wasn't meant for you at all. Customer put in the wrong address. Would you believe it? It was meant to go to number 17 Railway Lane, not 17 Railway Villas. He claimed the Amazon address thing. He completely the address wrongly, so I've sent him another one. I said this one was lost. Unable to recover, as we call it. So he's yours now. Margaret looked at the old man sitting across from her. What he said didn't sound entirely right, but she decided to let it go. So how are you then, Bernie? How's your life been these past sixty years or so? Bernard set down his tea and looked at her steadily. He'd spent half an hour sitting in his car, stealing himself for this moment. It's been good, my life. Married a lovely woman, dead these last five years. I have a lovely daughter. She lives in Spain. I see her every six months or so. But you know what? There hasn't been a day I haven't thought of you, particularly since Mary died. When I saw you yesterday, it brought it all back. It made my mind up for me. I've chucked in the job at Amazon. Made easier by the fact that I crashed three drones yesterday because we were on a phone for so long. One of them in a police car, so I'm out of a job and I'm looking for a new challenge in my life. I googled you after our chat, so I know you're in the same boat as me, on your own. I'd like to make you more challenge. I'm going to get to know you properly. And when I do, I'm going to ask you to marry me. Or we could just live together. I'm easy. We'll go through all the old films in that book together. Margaret looked at the small, determined man in her living room. It was, by far, the longest speech she had ever heard from him. For once, she could think of nothing to say. The Helicopter was written by one of our guest writers, Ross Burton, and read by Richard Hodder. Don't forget to look out for more Storycasts to download at thecasket.co.uk, where you'll find a selection of short stories and flash fiction.